Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week's message is to hell and back. And we'll do part one this week and part two next week, uh, much like we did the Great White Throne Judgment the last couple of weeks. Music this week is Victory in Jesus by the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church Choir. preach to you this morning about a message to hell and back and I hope everybody listens to it this is a message on hell I may have a brimstone preacher I preach on more on hell than anything else because preachers quit preaching on hell now and then he's playing around with the gospel but tonight I want to close the series up Message on the second coming about getting a rather detailed Bible study on the subject of hell. Now I will not necessarily preach an evangelistic sermon, rather. I would like 
to acquire you with hell. And explaining exactly what the Bible teaches about it using 22 different verses of Scripture. Rather than look them up, perhaps I could just quote them or give you the reference as I'm bringing the message. And you make a note in your margin of your Bible or on a piece of paper as to what the Bible says about hell. Then you may have them for further references. There are three worlds in existence today. The world about us here who live on this earth. Then there's a world about which we spoke this morning. I always like to preach something about heaven close to the time when I preach on hell. Because somebody will nip at me and say, all I do is preach on wrath, hell, and judgment, so I preach on heaven to balance it off. I will teach a while tonight with a little preaching on the subject of hell and back. Actually, the Bible teaches that people go to hell and come back. The Bible has a great deal to say about hell. In fact, it has more to say about hell than about heaven. There are more scriptures in the Bible that teach about hell than teach about heaven. There are more verses in the Bible which teach about the conditions of hell than you find telling about the conditions of heaven. Therefore, a person to close his eyes on the subject of hell is to refuse to believe a portion of the Word of God. Monochronic scholarship says there's no such thing as hell, for example. Dr. Dehan, D-E-H-A-A-N, the famous radio preacher, had preached many years ago on the subject of hell on the radio. Some preachers, I say preachers, reverence, wrote him, and in those words, he said, Dear Dr. Leham, I'm surprised that I met at your training and background from college, university, and seminary. Could believe in that mold eaten, disproved theory of the age of superstition that there's a literal hell. No modern scholar believes that any longer. Well, no modern scholar believes the flood was coming either. But it came, no modern scholar believes that Sonic and the Mar would be destroyed, but it was. In fact, all the modern scholars were destroyed with them. Don't misunderstand me, I believe in education. It seems I spent all my life in school. I spent 18 years under the X in the algebra. I never found him, but I spent 18 years on for it. I hate to disillusion you, but it ain't there. You can't find it. I believe in education. I believe in studying. I believe in reading. I read three and a half books last week. Usually I read three to five books a week. I believe in hell and study. But I want to say that it's modern scholarship does not believe in Bible modern scholarship can go down the garage. A king of human history as far as I'm concerned. King of human history as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to between I'm going to believe the Word of God. And as a fellow who is 
an educated person, but who does not believe the Bible is just an educated fool. I would rather be a little fellow who had never seen the inside of a school and believe the Bible is the Word of God and be born again and love God and love the Word of God and believe in the Bible and what God says in the Bible than to be a man with all the degrees in my law and not be able to understand and believe the Word of God. There is no truth without the one who says I am the truth. And when you get to be to the place in your life where you think you're too modern for the Bible, you're too modern for God, and you will go to hell like all the other scholars would do. Do not believe the Word of God. Bible is very plain. You will have to decide one or two things, whether you do not believe the Bible or you believe in hell, because if you believe the Bible, you have to believe in hell. A lot of people would say, I don't believe in burning hell. I don't believe that folks who die there sin and murder forever. You do not believe the Bible then. Oh yes, I believe the Bible. No, you don't. If you don't believe, there is a hell. If you don't believe, there is a burning hell. You do not believe the Bible is the Word of God. For the Bible is very clear about this matter. We will discuss many scriptures tonight that will leave no doubt in my any Bible-believing mind about the truth and doctrine of eternal, literal burning hell fire, where people who die in their sins must spend eternity must live forever without God. Seven years ago, Harley Murphy, I think the most decorated of all the World War II veterans, and heroes, wrote a book entitled Hell and Back. Harley Murphy liked World War II to hell. He told about the men whose heads were disengaged from their bodies, about the men who were mangled by seeing horror and death and bloodshed and mangled bodies, the torn battlefields and all the horrors of World War II. Then, in coming back, he liked that has to come in back from hell, so he titled the book to hell and back. He even made a movie about to hell and back. Arthur Murphy had an awful time in World War II. My heart certainly goes not goes out to all those who suffer in all wars, who give their lives and their health and many times the members of their bodies for our lives. But may I say this, my precious friend, World War II, World War One, coming to World War Three, the Battle of Armageddon, and all the rest of them, will never have one little item compared to suffering of hell. When the world dies not, and the fire is not quenched, I will give you Bible facts about hell tonight. I will not say one thing in this pulpit tonight unless it is authenticated by the Word of God. Honey Murphy, I understand that as a young man after World 
and he li- used to think about seeing those people that he'd killed and the people that were killed. And on a Murphy slept with a pistol on his pillow until the day he died. He used to go to the cemetery when the soldiers had died. And he's standing there and look, thinking about all them people that died. Matthew 25, 41, the Bible says, this is the reason, the hell's reason, location, prophecy, and direction. Call your attention to this. The reason for hell. In Matthew 25, 41, the Bible says, Then shall he say also, Who to them on the left hand, depart from me, curse it into everlasting, father, prepare for the devil and his angels. What is the purpose for hell? Why was hell made? Often children ask that question. One little girl asked her mother one day, Mother, what does the world rest on? What does the world rest on? The mother didn't know what that the world rested on. And more than a child did. She said, so she said, oh, the world rested on uh, a big man, a big man. A big man owes the world up. And then she went about her business. Mama, what does a man stand on? Oh, honey, the man stands on. Uh, he stands on a big rock. That is what the man stands on. Mama, what does the rock set on? Oh, the rock sets on a big pole. A great big long pole. Mama, what does the pole set on? Oh, hush, honey. The pole just goes off the way down to the bottom. Now, many boys and girls have many questions to ask. Many have asked me this question, brother. Jackson... Why was hell made? What is hell for? Who made hell? Why was hell prepared in the first place? So I would discuss with you the reason for hell. There was a reason before the world was ever created. Before there was, there ever was an earth in Mars and Jupiter first. Venus, before there ever was a sun and moon or stars, there was heaven and God lived in heaven, fellowship with his angels, and it's thought there were two different companies of angels, only three different angels, Gabriel, Michael, and Lucifer was the devil, three different, you might say, battalions or regiments of angels. Now Lucifer decided he won't take away heaven, so Lucifer rebelled against God, took his group of the angels and started a war in heaven. And immediately God put down the rebellion of Lucifer and cast him then. His angels out of heaven that were excommunicated from heaven. If that be so, immediately God prepared a place for the devil and these angels. Heaven's fallen angels and the devil. The place was called hell, Matthew 25. It says they were cast to the everlasting Father, prayer for the devil and his angels. And I have said many times, it is you do. If you go to hell, you will be an intruder. Hell was not made for you. But if you do not believe, receive Jesus Christ.
as your Savior, you will go there, and you will burn forever. I don't care how many degrees you have. I don't care how many smart, how smart you are. I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how influential you are. You will go to hell, and you will burn forever unless you have been born again. So hell is a place made for the devil and his angels. Let me tell you something. I get a little, a little sick sometimes with certain class of people. The only thing I can't stand in this world is perjury. This idea that there are two kinds of preachers at Elfhard, Brimstone preacher, and then there is the educated guy that devil thought that up. There is an Elfhard Brimstone preacher the kind that bring angels over hell. Then there is the kind that's sweeter type. Let me tell you something if you don't. If you're going to hell and the fellow doesn't tell you about it, he isn't so sweet. He's the biggest enemy you have. If a world is lost without God, if a world is headed for damnation forever to live in, for to be turned on torment forever and that man stands in a, a pulpit and some of his uh, people hated for hell and that man does not tell them about hell. He is the worst enemy they have, I don't care how sweet he is or how God rest free and you live hell. Sweetest preacher you stand. Who stands in a pulpit? Is it one who reminds you to escape the fires of hell? For there's a prepared place for unprepared people somewhere. Where people suffer in the world to come forever and ever. The reason for hell, second place I call your attention, location of hell. Where is hell? People are always asking me. Where is hell located? How do you know? Go there. In what part of the universe is hell? Not sure about that, except to any of this. The Bible speak, seems to imply that hell is down. Usually in the Bible, when heaven is mentioned, it is up. And when mentioned in hell, it's going down, so hell must be down. I personally believe that hell is in the heart of the earth. I believe that future again, hell will be in the heart of the earth. Scientists say that beneath the earth there is a morning volcano disrupted, constantly going on in the heart of the earth. And so I personally believe hell may be in the heart of the earth now then. Hell is also called a bombless pit. In Revelation 9, 2, it says the angel opened the bombless pit. There rose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace at bottomless pit. My precious friend, you can be a Baptist, you can be a Methodist, you can be a Presbyterian, you can be a Catholic, you can be the Episcopalian, you can be a Lutheran, and all the rest of them, but you can be baptized in this pool, sprinkled in another church, and confirmed in another, reared in another, but if you die without Jesus Christ, without being born again, 
the Bible says you will go to hell and suffer the bomber's pit. I believe in hell. People constantly fall. Forward ever and ever. There is no bottom to hell. It is a bottomless pit. While people are burning, they shall also be falling. While people are screaming and crying and begging for mercy. Please for water. And while they are gnashing their teeth and chewing at the tongues, and looking to God and saying, Oh God, send Lazarus that he may dip his finger in water and cool my tongue for him tormenting his flame. The Bible says that is a bomb's pit, constant falling, constant falling, again and again and again and again, no foundation, no rock, nothing that stand upon a bombless pit. Forever and ever. World War Two. Artie Murphy was in service. He made a bunch of jumps from parachute that you pushed out. I know what it is to fall. On my fifth parachute jump, my parachute did not open. One hundred feet from the ground, one second from death, my reserve parachute finally opened. I know what it is to fall. I fell several hundred feet in the air. I twisted. I did not know whether my head was up or down. My arms were completely uncontrollable. I could not hold my body with any coordination at all. I was just falling and twisting in the air and just completely uncoordinated. Falling and falling and falling and turning and twisting. Turning and twisting. Think of it in hell upon his pit, forever and forever, falling and burning and crying and twisting it. Mom's the location of hell is a bombless pit, which I believe is now. We have seen the reason for hell. We have seen the location of hell. Now I call your attention to the prophecy of hell. This is Reverend Danny Jackson. From the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogan, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.